Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is how you do it. Quizzy, that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, that come play it. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Oh, I love it, Louis. <laughs> love, Louis, have you recorded yourself? Would you do that? Um, phone line number at, at the end of it every Live, day. Live, I just, Dude. just chuck, chuck it on there. I thought you, you added it into the record. I was like, cool. But you actually no, sing no, it no. every day. Live freestyle. I'm trying to get Kempi into oh. it. I'm trying to get Uncle Mate, he's, to... He's, he's drifting in the harmonies. It's it's, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> drifting in the markets. Drifting oh. in the harmonies. <laughs> oh, how good. How good. Gets me up anyway, Louis. That little beat. Ooh, how good. Oh, I love it. Uh, we're going to rip into the quiz right now. Got a tough quiz for you today. I, I tried to have a crack at it earlier, and um, even though it's my quiz, we had no chance. Well done. <laughs> Good luck to you all out there today. <laughs> we're going to go to Richie in Upper Hutt to lead the show off today. Come Richie, on, Richie, morning. Morning. Morning, morning. Here we go, mate. You ready? Question yeah, number one. How many losses have the Breakers had so far in the NBL? Oh. Oh, five. Come on, Richie. Um, we will go probably three. 14. Not 14. It is a lot, though. Sorry, Richie. No Sad guy of the breakers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to John in Christchurch. Morning, John. Oh, I'm very good. Very, very good. I'm up in the big smoke today, mate. So I'm enjoying seeing the lads and Aroha as well. Uh, question number one, bro. How many losses have the Breakers had so far in the NBL? Yeah, I'm not a basketball man, mate. I'll just have a guess, so I'll go 11. Ooh, it's not 11. It's not 11. Sorry, John. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Luke. Luke in Dunedin. Morning, Luke. Morning, boys. How are we? We're very, very good. We're up and about. Just had a coffee delivered mm. by Aroha. Thank mm. you, darling. Joe. Amazing. Joe, you'll learn a few things. Uh, lately, mate, no, you're still the same. <laughs> anyway, Luke doesn't work. Doesn't work, is he? <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't work. He's he's like got rhino skin, Joe. You can't you can't you can't move him. 
<laughs> You've got some wit today, Uncle. I love it. Uh, Luke, question one. How many losses have the Breakers had so far in the NBL? 17. 17 is correct. Well done. Ka-ding. Question number two. Which NFL superstar did Kai Carter France not recognise as he approached him after his win against Askarov? Joe Burrow? Yes. Oh. Well, it's Joe Ooh, Burrow. Very yeah. good. Yeah, it's quite funny. Very, yeah. watching very that, good. Watching his Who's reaction Joe like, Burrow? who are you, bro? <laughs> oh, hey, man. Oh, just the next biggest quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. Oh, never really watched NFL. <laughs> so funny. All right, question number three. Canada has officially qualified for the FIFA World Cup. When was the last time they qualified? Give you a clue. Hand of God. Oh, um. Five. Four, three. Oh, no, nah, I have to phone a friend. Oh. The, 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 the phone a friend that was is, in the question. That is your phone well, a friend. Well, hell, hang on. Hang I gave on. him a phone a friend at to start. Okay, so oh. hand of God is your clue. I'm trying to count it four years. I'm counting it yeah. four. Nine, well, I'm going to count you down eight, in fives. Eight, five, eight, four, eight, four yeah. three. You what got my favourite number in that? What'd you say? 86. Yeah, boy. 86. That's marginal. Yeah, boy. Oh, that's marginal. <laughs> right. You like that phone a friend, Izzy? Yeah. You like that phone a friend? <laughs> okay. Okay, Lukey, here we go. Which ANZ Premiership team does Karen Berger play for? Five. Four. Oh, good man. Oh, he's an 03 man. Yes. Oh. Well done. <laughs> it was a gift. <laughs> it was a good gift. It was a gift. Well, guess this one then. How many gold medals did Jesse Owens win oh, at the nineteen thirty six Olympics? One. Five. Four. Four. Good man. Too good, Lukey. Too good. Guess. Too There's good today, guess. mate. Was that another guess? There's another guess. Well, you said it Go with so much authority. Did Luke just run the five? No, he ran. Did you run the he five? Ran four. Did you get the Did you get the breakers question right? Nah, no. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah, I've got the five. Yeah, yeah. he's got a five foot. Awesome. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, brother. That's awesome. a five foot. <laughs> well I'll take that. Thank you. Wolverine, mate. Get it on the dynastic. <laughs> <laughs> it wins. <laughs> uh, just take the Quinella. Just to be safe, just take the Quinella, uncle. Hey, that's um. Look, that's sharp work about Joe Burrow. Did you see that clip, Kimpy? He's just looking at him like, looking through him like, I, okay, mate. You know, I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. And I reckon Joe Burrow loves it too. Mm-hmm. He's just sort of looking at him. He probably went and bought him a beer after that and said, mate, come out, let's have a, let's have a beer. Like you, you're not you're not going to talk to me about football. <laughs> you're just going to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, he would have. He would have absolutely yep. loved that, Uncle, because, you know, like, you, you kind of, when you, particularly when you're a sports player and you've been around for a very long time, you kind of expect everyone to assume, well, you're assuming that they just want to talk about football. And then he comes along, he's like, don't even watch football, bro. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow. He's like, oh, nice. And then his interview with the lady afterwards, um, just great. Great chat. Right now, we're going to talk some cricket because cricket restarts today. And, well, it's all been talk about Ross Taylor, his final series in the black shirt. And, well, one person that has played a lot of cricket with him. It might be nearly, it might be nearly been April. Ah, 
Might nearly be April, but don't think that means the cricket season is over. The Black Caps have had a muddling schedule this year, thanks to COVID, among other things. But today they start their ODI series against the Netherlands in the Mount. A young ODI side, which also features Ross Taylor before he bows out for good, will make it for interesting viewing as the Dutch will be very keen to prove they can compete consistently at this level. Former Black Cap and co-host of Saturday Session Grant, the Javelin Elliot, will be all over it for Spark Sport. And he's on the line. Luckily, he's on the line, because I was about to spray him on the WhatsApp line when he didn't message back Louie. But that's okay. He's on now. Morning, Grunter. (laughs) (laughs) Morning, fellas. What a treat to be on uh, the breakfast show this morning. uh, I haven't been on for a while. Um, where's Bears? Is Bears there? <laughs> where's Bears? Bears? You tell us. Bags, mate, Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got bigger fish to fry, doesn't he? He's got the IPL at the moment. So good to see he beat Flem in his opening game. Yes. That was a satisfying win, I reckon. Yeah, I heard from Bears last night. He was wanting to talk NFTs, no cricket at all. So it's good to have a wee uh, chat with our skip over there and hopefully we'll get to have a catch up with him very, very shortly, mate. How you been anyway? How's the summer of cricket uh, felt for you? You know, it's been a big summer. Yeah, it, ha- it has been. Um, I really enjoyed the South African series, obviously. Uh, I thought that that was quite a, a, a decent series and... Especially the last test where Dean Elder won the, te- uh, the, the the toss and then everyone thought, well, he was mad to win the toss and have a bat first and mm. South Africa to win uh, that game. But then also losing to Bangladesh. Yeah. So, like, those two losses have been quite interesting in the whole, um, I guess, scheme of, like, this Black Caps team, which has been dominant at home. Um, but we've got the Netherlands now and obviously you mentioned Ross Taylor leaving. Mike Sandal, another uh, sort of prominent figure in the mm. team who's decided to move to rugby. I mean, why would you move to rugby? Let's <laughs> be honest. Um, but yeah, they're, they're two, two really good prominent uh, features in the in the team. And, you know, Roscoe, I don't know if you know, but he's the only man in the world with 100 matches in all three formats of international cricket. Wow. Um, you know, and he's the only New Zealander to score three consecutive ODI centuries. And, I mean, the the stuff that he's achieved in his career, I really hope, you know, none of these games are rained off and um, he gets the send-off that he deserves. Mm. Hey, Grunted, you know, does it feel like he's already retired to you, Roscoe? It does, in a way, because he missed the, you know, the South African tests and, um, you know, we haven't seen him for a while. But, yeah, I think people are probably preparing for him and that the question was probably always asked after the... World Test Championship, which to me, I think that that's the most memorable game I've seen Roscoe play because, you know, he walks off the field, scored the winning runs, and to be there as world number one and hold the mace up, I, I thought that that was an amazing accomplishment for him at the end of his career. But yeah, you know, you you sit there as a player and you just know when it's time. It just sort of all of, all of a sudden dawned upon me. It wasn't something that I planned. It was just I sat there once at a, you know, in a game. It was a Chapel Hadley game, mm. and I just said to Mike Sandler, I said, I think I'm retiring tomorrow. And he was like, Oh, okay. Uh, do you want the family to come up? So I was like, Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it's uh, something that happened all of a sudden with me. 
Oh, that's funny. You're so you crack up the old grunter, um, mate. <laughs> what about Ross? Like, tell us what kind of bloke Ross is and what he's been able to achieve, and not only on the field, um, on on the cricket pitch as well, but off it. What was he like for the younger players that come into the squad? And, and just tell us what kind of bloke he was. Yeah, Roscoe's. You know, he's a very humble guy. He's very giving of his time. Obviously, a great family man. Um, you know, and I think he managed his, his time well between family and cricket. Um, he he's a, he was a, quite introverted on tour, like he wouldn't be outgoing. Yeah. But I think the thing with Roscoe is that he you know led by actions, and what he did on the field and off the field to grow this New Zealand team to where it is at the moment. So I think he can take a lot of credit for for where New Zealand's at, and I think. He's someone that when he did captain New Zealand, he captained it through actions. Um, and he is a man of many, like, few words, I'd mm. say. Um, but he's he's easy to follow because he, he's, he's quite a dominant character in that way, I reckon. Um, and he's someone that everyone looked up to in, in the change room and the way he went about his work um, with bat and, and off the field, you know, he... I think it was Papua New Guinea went to go help coach to give back mm. to the island. Um, so passionate about, you know, um, where he comes from as well as a Samoan. And um, uh, like, like most Samoan, very, very proud of his, his heritage. So, yeah, he, he was a pleasure to play with. And I, I'm really humbled to have played with someone as great as Roscoe because he is. He's one of our greats. Mm. Hey, hey, granted, before we move on to the Netherlands, um I just want to ask the question, and I'm thinking Viv Richards and Kirtley Ambrose here. Um, why is it that the Polynesians haven't taken to cricket? You know, they've got the build. Um, you see what Ross Taylor does. Um, and, you know, they've got the speed and the fast twitch fibres to, to probably roll that ball down the, the pitch at 150 miles an hour. Why do you think they haven't picked it up and... and we don't see a, a hell of a lot more Ross Taylors in the sport of cricket in New Zealand. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I guess coming from South Africa, it's quite similar, you know, with uh, um, the the black Africans. Um, you know, we South Africa's 49 million people and 42 million when I left were, were black or coloured. Now, the coloured um, community in South Africa loved their cricket, whereas um, the black African community loves football. So, uh, you know, trying to um, break through, and there was a huge development program in South Africa to try and um, find more black Africans because obviously suited to bowling, the faster to muscle fibers, athleticism. And when you look at it, you, you know, you think of Rabada and you think of Ntini, there haven't been, mm. you know, as many as probably there should be. But, yeah, in New Zealand, I don't know. Um, maybe other sports are more culturally, you know, um, I guess accepted in a way, or they, they're born into, you know, rugby, rugby league maybe more so mm. than, than cricket. And I think that it is, it is an issue, and it is something that the New Zealand Cricket Players Association are addressing because as players we do go out to, you know, areas where there are um, a lot of Polynesian um, or Polynesian-dominated schools. And we go and we introduce cricket to the schools. And it's a lot of fun, you know, um, going and watching their kids play cricket, and they all love it. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question, and I think it's one that New Zealand cricket are addressing to try and 
grow the different demographics in the game? Mm, great question there, Kempe. Awesome. All oh, great answer too there, Grant. Uh, I loved my Kaya Intini. He was one of my favourite bowlers of all time and used to try and <laughs> emulate his action, that really unorthodox action that he used to bowl. And I choose, used to bowl that in the nets at high school and, and used to love what he was about, mate. Um, let's talk about the Netherlands. The Netherlands, like, what, what do we expect of the Netherlands and, and what do they bring? Like, you, you hardly ever see them on the cricketing world stage. You might see them at the old World Cup or something like that. What are, what are we expecting? Oh, the Netherlands, fantastic. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was actually, I was there. I can heel good Netherlands prater. Um, I, you know, I was there for six seasons, six summers. So wow. I think I might be in the commentary box as the, the uh, Netherlands commentator. I'm not too sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Is they have, they've popped up every now and then at um, a few World Cups. Um, they missed out in 2000. I think they lost their ODI status in 2015, regained it again in 2017. But what, what you need to realize that this series here is part of the World Cup Super League. So I don't know if you guys know that, but there's, there's 14, 13 teams, sorry. And Netherlands at the moment are 13th and we're at 12th. Now, the, um, the top eight teams will go through to the World Cup. So India are hosting. That means that India Im- immediately go through, naturally. India always get a little wow. bit of a red carpet. Wow. <laughs> yes, Chuck. So it's played over a three-year period from July 2020 to 2023. Each ta- team plays eight opponents, four home and four away. The series consists of three games. And so there's 24 matches per team. And you get a max of 10 points per game. So if you, you win... You get 10 if you tie or no results, 5, um, and a loss of 0 points, obviously. So we're playing for a World Cup entry mm. here. So this is, it's not a dead rubber. No. And the Netherlands will be up for it, I tell you. They will be fizzing. And their captain has been pretty, um, I'd say, confident. They said, we're, you know, we're prepared, we're ready. If we ever, you know, got a chance against New Zealand, now's the chance. Because we're obviously missing all of our IPL players. So it'll be fascinating to see how they how they scrub up for this game. They're missing a couple of players, county players, um, Colin Ackerman and Roloff van der Merwe, who are both uh, decent players. Uh, they're playing county, but um, youngish team. It'll be interesting to see how our mm. second string guys go. And I think it's you know fitting to say that it's great to see that we can field a team with such notable players, even though we're missing all of our IPL players as well. Yeah, actually, Grant, that's exactly what I want to ask you about. I've scribbled some names down, and I honestly don't know how close I am here just trying to pick a New Zealand uh, Black Caps 11 to play. You can steer me in the right direction. And I don't know quite the order as well because it is an unorthodox 11 that you probably haven't seen together too often. So I'll try to spit them out. Um, so we've got Guppy, Henry Nichols. We'll have Will Young, Ross Taylor, Tom Latham, obviously, Mark Chapman, Dutchy. Um, that's quite funny. Colin de Grandholm, um, Cole Jameson, Matt Henry, Dougie Bracewell, Ish Sodi. Is that 11 there or thereabouts? Not bad, except Chapman's got the vid, so he's he's out. Oh, okay. that's right. George, George Walker. Coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure George will play, but mm. I think that, that that sounds pretty good. I think, um, you know, Blair Tickner obviously misses out then for you and, and George Walker. Um the names that I thought I heard you say, but um, 
I think that that's spot on. Uh, Michael Brace will be an interesting one to to follow to see where he bats. Um, and he's obviously going to be on debut. Missed his debut in the uh, the T20 the other night, along with Dane Cleaver, which mm. was like, oh, that was heartbreaking. Selected for a T20 and then a rained out game, so he doesn't actually get his cap, which was um, yeah, but soul destroying to watch that. But yeah, it's a very strong team, and Kyle Jamieson, I think, will be looking to to make a point as well as Roscoe, um, and I think East Sodi. I reckon East Sodi yeah. through the middle, he holds quite a big part to this game because he, we're missing Satner, so mm-hmm. we miss that control um, and the ability to get wickets through the middle. So I think East is going to have to do both. That was, that was part of my next question, Grant. Like Obviously, we spoke about the second-tier team. No one ever wants to play, say that they are a part of the second team, but we've got a solid first uh, line-up in the black cap. So who do you feel has the most pressure on them to come out and perform and, and put in a solid series to push for that, that top side when, when we do have uh, our top side assembled? Well, I reckon it's Kyle Jameson, just because mm. you know he made the point of not going to the IPL. He wants to work on his game. Um, and yes, it's against the Netherlands, but I think that you know he'll want to be dominant. He he's obviously wants to stay here for the the winter because he wants to address his game and he wants to get better, which is a great sign, you know, to give up you know all those dollars to um, to want to get better for New Zealand. So I think it'll be interesting to see where where he's at with things and uh, how much of a dominance he actually um, plays in the in this game because. I look at the bowlers, you've got Matt Henry, you've got Kyle Jamieson, mm. um, and Blair Tickner, so that you'd say that those two players there are now the senior bowlers. This is the first time in five years we've been without Bolt and Saudi, um, or either of them, in an ODI. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, Izzy, when mm. I guess there's a couple of players missing, and you look around the change room, all of a sudden you go from someone who doesn't have to worry too much about leadership yeah. and the way you carry yourself on the field to you do feel a little bit of pressure on mm. yourself to, to lead the team. So, yeah, those those two guys, I think, will be interesting to see how they, they approach this game. Yeah, that's a great um, review, mate. I love that. When you look around, you kind of see these younger guys around you, you feel like, OK, I've got to take a bit more of a leadership role here, put these players on, on my back and actually just really lead from the front. And I think Kyle Jameson has got to do that. Like you said, he hasn't gone to the IPL. He has plan for his position in that top side and uh, be awesome to see what unfolds over the next couple of days and Ross Taylor hopefully we can get this, give him the send off that he deserves what an absolute champion we appreciate you on the show Grant yeah, nice, Jav. thank you Jav mate uh, appreciate you and <laughs> cheers for messaging back at 5 to 7 confirming you're coming on the show <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll never let you down I mean it's <clears throat> breakfast now you only get one, one shot at the title don't you yes <laughs> nah, appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Grant. Have a good day, brother. Thanks, fellas. Mate, I absolutely love football. I love it more than cricket and just about as much as rugby. But anyway, as we note, the All Whites are just one step closer to qualifying for this year's FIFA World Cup following that 1-0 victory over Tahiti. And meanwhile, the Phoenix were able to snatch a last-minute win on Saturday. That was a good game in the in that one against Perth Glory. Jacob Spoonley, he's a football analysis for Sky Sports and knows as well as anyone the adversity these teams have faced over the past two years due to the pandemic. Yep. He joins us now to reflect on a successful couple of days for New Zealand football. Morning, Jacob. Morning, Tony. Didn't realise you were a mate. big football fan, mate. 
Mate, and always. Hey, I was actually quite good. When I was at primary school, they put me in the goal because I was so big, they could oh. never get the ball past me. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to be Those I wanted to be shoulders. a striker. I wanted to be a striker, but they said no. Nah, you just going to stand in the goal, mate. But anyway, that wasn't good enough to make the. I wasn't good enough to make the Phoenix team. Um, but did you manage to catch a couple of the games while you were over in Qatar? Uh, absolutely, mate. So I was there for the first two games. So um, I saw the boys up against Papua New Guinea, and also the game against Fiji. And um, it was great to see them. And as you said, mate, they haven't. Um, been able to get back for a New Zealand audience for a bit with the pandemic and they've also been challenged kind of before that with uh, not having a regular game time so um, it's been a double blessing to have them playing regularly in this tournament although it's been a bit challenging. And, and what do you think the competition's been like in these qualifiers? You, you, you think they've had a good hit out? Yeah I do mate. Um, I think uh, the boys have come up against um, opposition that have treated every match like a World Cup final um, for the island teams. They really do elevate their game against New Zealand. And I think it's uh, been challenging for New Zealand audiences to understand that a lot of investment has been put into the Pacific Islands. Um, they take the football very, very seriously and uh, they're being coached now by um, overseas coaches. So we've seen a lot of European coaches in this qualifying tournament and there are some really good players. So for Danny, he's been very pragmatic and he takes three points when they're on offer and moves on. For the All Whites, it's all about qualifying and we mm. saw the first step in that in the trilogy. So we've had the semi-final, that's step number one, tick. Moving on to the final, that's step number two. And then touch wood, we're also looking at the Intercontinental Playoff in June. And if we win that, we're at the World Cup and that's the big ticket for us. Do you, hey, Jacob, it's Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show again. Um, have they impressed you? The All Whites, you look at their scoreline, 7-1, 4-0, but then just 1-0 against Tahiti and probably ruined a couple of missed opportunities only getting there towards the end. Do you think Danny Hay would be happy with where they're at at the moment? I, again, Izzy, I think it's a, it's a fair comment. If you look at it and, think, and you see 1-0 against mm. the island teams, um, you, you're probably saying, oh, that's not really definitive. Um, what is definitive is 80% of possession, the yeah. amount of chances that were created, yeah. uh, and then the performance of the boys. They were very patient, they were very composed. Um, so they met the challenges. And I think uh, the last point that needs to be made is that the referee was pretty disappointing last night. Mm. I thought that the, um, uh, the Tahitians had a couple of players that were very fortunate to be on the field, particularly their left back. So if we're playing against 10 men, maybe it's a different proposition. Um, but the criticism is fair to elevate the boys' games, they could be more clinical, uh, particularly in the first half, and maybe put those chances away. Now, if they do that, I think we're looking at a 3 or 4-0 game, at which point you're saying, oh, that's a great result, and we move on. What kind of threat does Solomon Islands uh, pose? Are they going to have any chance to kind of put the all-whites under pressure? You see this being a bit of a bloodbath. Um, this is gonna, it could be, um, again, a game that's really open, in which case I think it suits um, the all-whites. What the Solomon Islands do bring is a real natural flair. In a one-on-one situation, mm. mate, they have some players that are absolutely deadly. Yeah. Um, the kid, Raphael, is 18. He scored in every game. He scored a hat-trick in one. Um, and he's a really, really dynamic and uh, exciting player for our region. Um, we also got Mika Lea-Alafa, who plays for Auckland City. And I've never seen a player locally that has just had the ability to destroy a defender <laughs> in a one-on-one situation. He can turn on a dime. He's quick. 
uh, and he can go past an opponent. So Winston Reid and the boys at the back will have to, have to be on their toes. Mm. But this game is going to be one where I think we're going to see a lot more space for the All Whites to attack. It's not going to be like the Tahitian game where they effectively set up the castle around the 18-yard box um, and, and defended Chris Wood really well, it's got to be said. So um, expect goals in this one. In the final, we saw goals against Papua New Guinea yeah. uh, in a 3-2 win for the Solis. Um, so they'll be a bit more exciting. Jeez, Jacob, I thought you were describing my football career then. Um, mate, if we... <laughs> if we uh, <laughs> mate, it's on everyone's lips. If we get through this tournament, um, do we know who we're facing the Intercontinental Playoff? Um, and what, what are your thoughts on that? Do we have a chance? I guess answering the first part, absolutely. Um, we definitely have a chance. Um, you're probably thinking, well, how can we defeat Tahiti one nil and then say we've got a chance? With this side, they can match the opposition. Hmm. Uh, so um, we've seen in the past, they've gone up against the likes of Ireland and they've played well. They've got a close result there. They've um, beaten teams like Curacao uh, and Algeria, uh, who Algeria went on to win the Arab Cup. So they can adjust um, upwards uh, to the opponent. It, the, the point that I would make is that they don't necessarily have the ability to impose themselves just yet, which is a really difficult proposition in international football. The side's still playing, they're still maturing. Uh, behind Chris Wood, the uh, midfield had an average age of, I believe, just over 20. So you don't typically see players um, develop until their late 20s at international level, and you don't see the best out of them until then. So we've still got um, a lot of good football ahead of us with this team. Uh, will probably be playing Costa Rica. Mm. Uh, so they will be a lot more of a challenging yeah, <laughs> proposition uh, compared to Tahiti or even the Solomon Islands. But these boys, they'll be up against the calibre of mm. player in the Costa Rican side at their club football week in, week out. We've now got boys that are playing at... Uh, they're in the shop window in the Danish league. So uh, they are very confident, um, very resolute and... and uh, they don't get overwhelmed easily, this generation of players. They are used to the demands of professional football. So they'll be looking to focus on the final and uh, then start looking at what the challenge of Costa Rica, uh, Touchwood, um, or sorry, not Touchwood, but it'll probably be Costa Rica in June will be. Well, that, that, that'll be um, home and away kind of match situation. I can picture when we took on Bahrain in, at Wellington at the Westpac Stadium there and the, the scenes. So is that something that we're, we're hoping to achieve come June, get them home and, and put a full crowd in front of them? Oh, mate, I'm going to steal Christmas here, Izzy. <laughs> no, unfortunately, FIFA's changed it. Uh, oh. They've taken a really conservative approach. No. Uh, this is a pandemic, so we're looking at a... <laughs> yeah, um, they've moved the Intercontinental playoffs to a standalone fixture, which at the moment uh, is scheduled to be played in Doha in June. So we're looking at temperatures of around about 45. There are... Whispers could be moved So Europe has been looked at as an alternative venue um, But we're going to have to watch the boys at home So get those viewing parties together Uh, Hopefully Sky will be able to chuck a couple of cameras in a bar and some homes And we'll get back feeling uh, in in the pandemic 
Yeah, and no sign away, mate. Oh, that's sad news, but we'll be right behind the lads and Danny Hay and the All Whites going over there. And they've still got to get a job done this week on Thursday, taking on Solomon Islands. But if they get that opportunity to play Costa Rica, we'll be right behind them because there is no better memory of watching them uh, get that little moment at Westpac Stadium over Bahrain and winning that one. So. Uh, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Jacob. We appreciate you on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Always finding time for us. Take care, and we'll chat soon, mate. Beautiful. Thank you very much, boys. And, uh, Kempi, enjoy your football on the weekend, mate. <laughs> mate, love it. <laughs> We're going to talk to Ofisa Tanu. He's on the line because it's a big day for Moana Pacifica. Coming off their historic win on Friday night, Moana Pacifica had the chance to get straight back on the horse and make it back-to-back in their house when the Blues come across town tonight to Mount Smart. Both teams with their fair share of injury woes. It will be a true battle of the 09 and Auckland's supremacy is up for grabs. A former Blues legend and proud Pacific Island man is Afisa Tonu'u and he'll be absolutely loving the rise of Moana Pacifica. He's on the line now. Morning, Afisa. Morning, Izzy. Morning, Kempi. I think you would have... I think you would have got folded uh, if you played league. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Love your honesty, Afisa. I knew you'd come on and. I couldn't see you stopping Kempi coming from five out. So uh, you know, maybe stick it fullback, bro. After today's show, I would have snapped Kempi's in half. I tell you that. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Not those big Love shoulders. It. Hey, uh, hey, Afisa, how, how you been, mate? And um, how have you been enjoying uh, this year's Super Rugby competition? Not only Super Rugby, the the history making moment on Friday night at Mount Smart. Oh yeah, I, I mean, there's two things. One, it's uh, good to really great to see that team being involved and uh and and also just watching the crusaders chiefs game how much a difference a crowd makes Mm. and brings to the intensity to the game it was awesome two really good games in the weekend i'm really looking forward to tonight hey it's kempi mate hey you're not just a you know you're not just a pretty face um and a and a (laughs) fantastic footballer you're also a great cricketer um we we asked the question today and i guess i'm going to ask you the question too you know, we're seeing the we're seeing the the uptake of Polynesians in our in our rugby circles. You know, and the wonderful win against the Hurricanes and that. But the crickets, the cricket one, sort of has always been a bugbear of mine. How come there isn't more Polynesians playing first class cr- cricket? You know, you're asking a really good question, there, Kempi, and I, I'm I'm the same. Uh, if you look at some of the competitions that are played, in particular in the Christmas time. The Kitty uh, competitions that come, not only are they a uh, perfect um, skill set to be able to play, in fact, T20, but uh, um, they, they, they are everywhere. There's cricketers that play, and not only the men, but also the women are mm. great, and they've got all the skills. And so you asked a really good question, how can that be transferred into cricket? It's probably just the... Um, you know, the avenue, just like the Moana Pacifica because uh, of what it's done and they've made a, uh, an avenue for, for this other group of people to come and play Super Rugby. That's what's probably required in, in the uh, cricket sector. But, but if you, you know, get some encouragement, uh, get some people to drive it, then I reckon you'll get, there'll be plenty more of Ross Taylor's around. Hey, what do you love about Elfisa? I was lucky enough to play a couple of black clashes with you, mate, and you are outstanding behind the wicket. I must say your movements, your ability to, to keep and, and, and catch my wides when they're going down leg side. Mate, what do you, what do you love about it? 
Oh, when I was growing up, it was it was rugby in the winter and cricket in the summer, mm. and uh, and oh, I just loved it. My my family were softballers, and uh, but during the the nineties, and I can remember I was down the Basin Reserve on on Sunday. Um, I used to love taking out of school, going down and watching the the West Indies come to New Zealand, and they were just tall like avatar guys walking around. They had the swag, and they made the game look so cool. And then you had you chuck in your Martin Crows and and uh, yeah, Richard Hadley's, and I just really loved the game. It just really, I wanted to play, and I just had that opportunity to go and play mm. at, at school, and just sort of made my way to first eleven and played first eleven and first fifteen, and then the rugby took off, and then uh, I just, but I always watched and I always followed cricket and played a bit of pub cricket over in the UK when I was there. <laughs> I was lucky enough to go and and uh, and join in there, but uh, always, always, always loved my my cricket. Nice. Yeah, well, one day hopefully I'll you know they'll invite some league boys to come and play in that that clash down in, down, in the, down in Christchurch and we'll show you really how all your boys how to hit a oh, ball. Come but on, man. mate, we're just you know, second class citizens. We'll just have to wait. Hey, <laughs> hey, mate, we'll just let's let's have a talk about Moana Pacifica. Um, yeah, man, fantastic win against the Hurricanes. How? Just take us through that that. Oh, like where were you sitting? when that ball went into that mall and it came out on the other side of the ruck and, and Moana Pacifica took off down that right side of the pitch there, put that chip in, got the bounce and scored that try. Take us through it. A ruck. Well, a ruck. well, firstly, when they, when they took, took into the ruck, um, the, the, probably the mistake that they did was they, it was pretty thin. So they didn't really clear out that, and they were strong over the ball the whole game. And so once they were just only had one to try and clear once they got that ball, they got their hands on it. I knew they're going to get it back as a penalty, at minimum. But the fact that they got it, they cleared it, and you know, Tuala's um, fresh lease came on because uh, he just came on probably on the on the 60th minute, and uh, and it was just a foot race, and it was just honestly, it was just a you know like a Melbourne Cup race, that go boy, go boy, <laughs> and uh, for him to get the the kick, kick, and then just the perfect bounce in the hand, it was just like. And they were just jumping up, just going crazy. All the chahoos all over the place, you name it. Oh, I love it. Love it, Fisa. I was the same, mate. I was lucky enough to witness it live. And I was right up there for Moana Pacifica, especially the, the deep defensive prowess that they bought. They were so physical. They were off the line, putting in shoulder hits and, and putting the Hurricanes under a ton of pressure. Tonight, mate, tonight you are a proud Blues yeah. man. You are a proud Blues man. Yeah. But you're a proud Pacific Islander as well, mate. Your heritage, you're very, very strong and connected back to it. Where do you sit tonight? Oh, I was, you know, when I was, I was really fortunate to play when the Super Rugby was in Samoa. Yeah. And and one of the things that that we had, that confidence that we had, was that we made Apia Park a fortress. Mm. And and one of those games that we had, we played against uh, Queensland over in Samoa with the Samoa team. And when we won against them, and they had the Jason Littles, the Timmy Horans, mm. uh, the Michael Liners, they came to Samoa and we toasted them just like uh, what happened. The other day, and then we turned Apia Park into a fortress. Any team that came out, Otago came over, dealt to them. You know, Jamie Joseph, you name all those guys there. <laughs> yeah. And so, so you know, there will be this belief in the Pacific, uh, Moana Pacific team of making that ground a fortress. Mm. And I'll tell you, that, that Blues team need to watch out because that defence, mate, Ice's 3Ds always come into it. Yeah. Defence, defence, and deckle. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> you can just see him say that. And you should, mate, they were all over the place. They were anybody that came, boom, they just turned the back. Hey, eh? they just folded them, turned the back. And I think that's going to be a key part of their their strategy. But 
you know, I, I did say to Allah on his show, if they win at least 50% of their set pieces, they're in for a, for a chance. Yeah, and, and we, all, we all know that. We're, we're all sort of riding that one home tonight too. I think it's a... Mm. Um, I guess the biggest game in Auckland this year, especially at Mount Smart, they've been robbed of football for so so long, and now they have our um, our community out South Auckland looking forward to coming onto Mount Smart and supporting our our Polynesian brothers. It should be a good game. Are you going? Are you taking your flags? What, where whereabouts are you sitting tonight in that game? I'll be going, and I'll be sitting firmly on the fence. <laughs> uh, <this one. laughs> Come on, what colour flag, uh, though? <laughs> a blue one because they got blue on both sides. I think uh, I was just really looking forward to the contest. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a proud Blues person, but I am going for the underdogs a little bit as well. And and uh, seeing you know my good mates and Michael were there and mm. and uh, and cheering them on and BG, you know they've just been pioneers as we all know. But uh, yeah, this will be a good game. Just be, as you know, Izzy, backing it up a, a big game like that and coming back only a couple of days after. It's going to be a big ask for both teams. Yeah, who are you uh, looking forward to to watch? You know, get an opportunity for Mana Pacifica. They've named a, a you know a new side, obviously because it's such a short turnaround. Yeah. But then the Blues as well. They've got a really young side. And and what do you think of Luke Romano captaining the Blues? Gosh, hey, who would ever thought? <laughs> eh? Who would ever thought? I bet you wouldn't have put your money on it last year. That Luke, who would be the Blues captain next year for? For for one game, and so uh, I mean that's, I, I, I hey, this is a Wellington person that came up to Auckland and and taking the opportunity, and yeah. you know that's uh, that's amazing, and and uh, why wouldn't you take someone with so much experience and mm. and money, and uh, and he's still got that power, and he's you know he's 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 a big part of of the rebuilding of of uh, of the Blues and. Uh, and that experience that he, he brings in the in the group will be much appreciated. So, mm. um, yeah, he's a he's a big part. And like I said, you know, we win that that set piece. I say where's in the blues. Yeah, um, that's gonna that's gonna take away a lot of that attacking flair and, and frustration away from Moana. Mm. I would have, I would have named Caleb Clark myself as captain, um, but anyway, it's it's <laughs> left field. Um, hey, just I'm going to ask the question because it's probably yep. on everyone's lips. When when do you think we'll see Roger back? And what's your take on his first couple of games of FIFA? Is he is he on track to to make the All Blacks this year after what you've seen? Oh, too too early, Kippy. Just just from my perspective, I think he needs to have a bit more time to settle there. Um, you know, unfortunately, he had an injury in that first game, but. You know, to, to put too much pressure on him, I, I, I like him out the back three, and that's just my preference. I like him to see, uh, you know, the kick he return, and, and he can make things happen. Uh, but but there's no reason why, you know, he's. I, I can see him, I can see what they're thinking about him in that midfield. Uh, more than just a, 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 an opportunity in, in, the, in the All Blacks, I, I think that he can... He can sort of dance his way rather than being the Ma'anonu Laumapi type of... Uh, uh, mm. Uh, take it up the gut, so I think he can make uh, things happen with his feet. Yeah. Um, but but uh, again, give give him four five games, and I'll be able to give you a bit of a a, a go to you know, so he can get that continuity and and bit of a flow into his game. But there's no doubt about it; he's he's got he's got some game for sure. Yeah, I was I was with you, Fisa. I was a bit apprehensive at the start when he was playing twelve. I thought outside backs, a bit more room and space to unleash that footwork you spoke about would be. You know, a great asset for the Blues and, and higher honours. But in, in two odd games, yeah. he actually really surprised me. He's not 
playing that bulldozer style of play that we're probably expecting from him. He's he's doing playing yeah, it really yeah. smart. Like when he gets the line, puts on those quick footwork, yeah, you know, gains an extra three That's or right. four meters. So, yeah, like you said, give him time, brother, and uh, we'll see yeah. how he can uh, unfold. Hopefully, his yeah. shoulder's not too bad as well. But um, we're going to have to let you go, Officer. We appreciate you Wait, on the bro. show, brother, and um, thank you very much for finding time for us. You go drop the kids off at school, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. And if you want a game uh, for league, uh, the uh, Silverbacks uh, Scorpions over here, and I'll tell you, mate, that's us. We'll, we'll, we'll get a jersey for you. <laughs> get him in there. Go on. Officer, get him in there. You want I'll my one knee? My one knee. If Kimby does it, I'll do it, bro. <laughs> hey, chicken uh, wing shot of yours, though. We'll get it all sorted. <laughs> <laughs> the man. Thank you, Officer. Take care, mate. Have a good day, boys. Bye. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.